thank you for joining me on Living Encouraged with Eileen. At Living Encouraged, we are all about encouraging, inspiring, and empowering you to realizing your goals, dreams, and visions in faith, family, and career. Every message shared here with you is biblically based and will empower you with the Word of God. Hi, I am your host, Eileen Bocanegra, Christian life coach, Bible teacher, and author of My Journey with God. I am so excited to be sharing this encouraging message with you today. Hey, you guys, I am so happy to be here with y'all today. We are going to be talking about maintaining a powerful state of mind. Last week, I talked to you about the power of the mind. And since then, I've just been doing a lot of reading lately, uh, just kind of taking that time to just sit there and nourish my mind with new things, with encouraging words, with inspirational stories, with wisdom and knowledge. So I've just been taking care of my mind lately and just been feeding it. And I don't know if you ever go through those seasons where you go through times in your life where you're do, 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 do your work, 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 work. And then there's a time where you're at rest, complete rest. Uh, you kind of don't do much of anything. Uh, I know during my time of rest, we watched a lot of TV, a lot of Netflix, and then kind of ran out of shows. Uh, but you know, there are other seasons, seasons where we are actually taking that time to feed ourselves, feed our minds and our spirits and ensuring that we're properly putting the right things in our mind, in our hearts and in our spirits. And uh, when I was talking about power of the mind, I was talking about how powerful our mind is, how mighty and powerful our mind is. God equipped us with this tool that sometimes we tend to not really take full advantage of it. Um, if you've ever seen that show, uh, Limitless, uh, there was a show that came out some time back and, and I think it was also a movie and it was about this guy that, you know, he took this little capsule and that little capsule gave him this, this power of being limitless in his mindset, right? So he had the ability, that capability to think beyond, the usual, beyond the norm. And he was able to tap into another part of his mind that allowed him to exude every expectation of his own self. And it allowed him to reach new heights, greater levels. And, you know, ever since that show, it always stuck in my head. I mean, yeah, who doesn't want a magical pill that that's going to sit there and just give you that kind of mindset, right? That That's going to help you to be able to know all the ins and outs of the business that you're in and, and just have all this wisdom and knowledge to be able to, you know, exceed and excel in everything that you do at work and in school and, and you know, as a mom or, or dad. And, you know, it just equips you with everything, right? So that you're a success. I mean, just think about it. If we all had that limitless mindset you know, that you get from that little pill, imagine how many billionaires would be out there, how many millionaires would be out there, how many successful business owners, entrepreneurs would be out there, uh, how many Pulitzer Prize winners would be out there. I mean, it, it's endless, right? It's endless. Um, so, you know, the mind is a very powerful tool, right? But we don't have a pill that we could sit there and, and take and our mind is going to be all fine and dandy. If anything, uh, it's something that we have to do. And that's why this week I want to talk to you about maintaining a powerful state of mind. How do we maintain 
a powerful state of mind. What do we need to do? What is it that we need to do? And what does it mean to maintain a powerful state of mind? Well, um, as I, like I said, I've been reading a book uh, by Norman Cousins and I've been doing a lot of research uh, in you know, it, it started off as a book that I picked up. Uh, I had been listening to Tony Robbins and and in one of the, the messages that Tony Robbins gave and, you know, he's just, if you're not familiar with him, Google him. He's a great, uh, he is like the greatest life coach out there pretty much. And, you know, uh, Tony Robbins, he gives these these great inspirational, encouraging messages that motivate you to excel in every level of your life. And, you know, in this book, I remember that when, when I, he, I, he first introduced it in, in this message, it piqued a curiosity in me because he was talking a lot about how this guy who had been real sick, Norman Cousins had been really sick, and how he decided to take a different route than that what the doctors had given him. They gave him a diagnosis. This is what's wrong with you. This is the prognosis. This is what, what it's going to be. And they gave him a life expectancy. I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that. We we did when our son was three. We were given a diagnosis, and we were told that our three-year-old son, our oldest son, um, that he was diagnosed with cancer. And it was so definitive that they were actually doing additional tests, right? Additional tests, and the tests that they were doing were uh, to be able to confirm if it was already leukemia, which they had every, like... I mean, they had no doubt. I mean, they they were just so sure that my son had leukemia. And they had already said, okay, you know, he's diagnosed with lymphoma. We've done our tests. We've done everything that we need to do. Now what we're going to do uh, over the next couple of weeks is we're going to be keeping an eye on him, doing some more research and, and just testing him because we believe, this is what they said, we believe that uh, it's already at at the stage of leukemia that it's already gone into the bone marrow. And when they tell you that, you know, when a doctor tells you this is what we believe, you know, it kind of leaves you one out of breath because you're like, okay, what what are you saying? What what are you telling me? Are you telling me that my child's really sick that, that he he could die on me? Are you telling me that my child's going to need chemotherapy? I mean, because you're listening to somebody that says this is what we believe, right? This is what's in their mind. Based off of whatever test that they did, this is what they believed. Well, one of the things that that uh, that stood out with this this season with us with our son was they believed that, but I believed something completely different. I had a completely different belief system, kind of like Norman Cousins. Norman Cousins wasn't gonna accept what the doctor said. He wasn't gonna accept in his mind. He believed. You know what? I bet you that there's something else I could do different rather than me just succumbing to what you say and just doing this and just accepting it as it is and then just die. I don't want to die. This is not what I want. I have that will to live. And in that will to live, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight for my life. So what he did is Norman Cousins, he went out there and, and he started you know, doing research and it wasn't, and and I mentioned this last week, it's not like he was doing research where he just got on Google. You know, this was, I believe in the the sixties, he, he had to actually look up articles and read and, and all that good stuff. And he was able to discover that, you know what, what if I just say, change my mindset? 
And and one one thing that that really stood out to me is that he says, you know, if the mind has the power where negative thoughts can create negative chemical changes in the body, you know, there's got to be a good result that comes out of positive thoughts. There's got to be something that we could do that allows us to have positive thoughts, our change of mind, and it allows us to be able to heal in some way. You know, there, there's got to be positive chemical changes that take place. And he was right. He was right. You see, he had the will to live and he started to, to really believe in what he was reading. And he believed that, you know what, if I follow this regimen here, if I create this new regimen here, I, I, I could have a longer life. I could live a healthier life. I could possibly even heal myself. So you see, he had this will to live. And, and as I was doing this research to talk to y'all this morning, I was thinking about, you know, how do we maintain a powerful state of mind? What is it that we need to do? Well, the first thing is we have to believe. We have to have a faith and hope, okay? When we believe, uh, if, if we look in 1 Timothy 4.10, it says, that is why we labor and strive because we have put our hope, in other words, we have put our belief in the living God. You see, when we have hope, we believe in something. When, when we have hope that we're getting, oh, I hope I get this job, right? We're believing for that new job. We're believing that that, that possibility is there that we're going to get that job. Uh, when we have hope in God, we're believing that God is a God of miracles. We're believing that God can change our circumstance. We're believing in the vision that God has given us. Therefore, we labor and we strive. In other words, we don't just give up. Norman Cousins just didn't give up. I surely just didn't give up with the prognosis that was given for my son. We strived because we had a will, a different will that that allowed us to to step into our belief system and say you know what my mind is telling me something completely different it's not registering what you just said uh-uh that's not happening like i heard it but i'm not accepting it because when we're not accepting it we're believing that god is is god of infinity he's the god of greatness he's the god of miracles so there's so much that god could do right so it's what we believe in that plays such an essential role in how we maintain our, our uh, state of mind. How do we maintain a powerful state of mind? Well, we have to believe in positive things. We have to believe uh, in God and have our faith in God, trusting in him and believing for you know, a greater opportunity, for, for uh, the greater blessings, for healing miracles in our marriages, in our relationships, um, healing within our families, within uh, our bodies. We just have to believe. Now, uh, one, of the, one of the things that, that I didn't expect to be happening was that when I was reading this book of Norman Cousins that I would be told that I had a sciatica nerve on my right leg, uh, running from my back down my right leg. And as I started reading this book and I was just going through the book, a lot of what he was saying was resonating with me and with what I was feeling because I started to think, okay, 
I've been through the torn herniated disc. I've been through all those painful, you know, scenarios in the past due to injuries. And uh, this is what the doctors told me. This is what we could do. It's either A, we continue to give you steroid injections or B, you have surgery. But in my mind and in my spirit, I believe something completely different, kind of like Norman Cousins. And I started to believe, you know what? There's got to be a different way. There's... There's got to be a different way to heal this sciatic nerve. There's got to be a different way to be able to uh, to to find relief from the pain. So just like Norman Cousins, I started to do research. What can I do? Is there therapy that I could do at home? Are there exercises that I could do at home versus going and, and seeking medical treatment, rehab? Are, are there vitamins and nutrients that maybe my body's lacking and maybe that's what it needs in order for me to be able to be stronger and healthier? Maybe my muscles and my nerves uh, in my body, the ligaments and, and joints, maybe maybe they, they're lacking a nutrient of some kind. So that's what I've been doing. I've been doing a lot of research and I've been finding that even certain little changes in my diet, my eating habits, the shoes that I wear, all these little things are actually playing a key role that are giving me positive results. So what you believe in plays a huge role in what you're going to achieve, right? Uh, maybe you're, you're out there, you're trying to start up a business. Well, you believe that you have this ability to create a successful business. Therefore, now you have the will to go out there and produce you have the will to get up every morning and do something that's going to be productive in that dream, that vision, that goal that you have. So that leads me to, uh, to uh, in Hebrews 11, what it says now faith, in other words, your belief is confidence in what we ha- and what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. You see, I love that scripture because Hebrews 11, one says what we believe in You know, when we believe in positive things, we believe in ourselves, we believe in God. We just have like this, like, you know what, God, I know you got this. God, I know that you're taking care of everything. What we're saying is I have confidence in you, God. I have confidence in myself of the ability to go out and do an excellent job to be able to, you know, nail that sale and and get that new client to be able to teach that class, to be able to uh, write that book. I have confidence in myself because that's what we get from God. God gives us confidence. Uh, the other thing we read in Isaiah 40, 31, it says, but those who hope in the Lord, in other words, those who believe in the Lord, those who, excuse me, put their faith in the Lord, will renew their strength. You see, not only do we get confidence, but we get strength when our belief system is aligned with God, when we trust God, when we lean on God, when we put our mindset on what God is able to do, and we know that God is limitless. So we don't need a pill to make us limitless. We need God to make us limitless, right? You see, we don't need a pill, a magical pill that's going to sit there and turn our mind from negative to positive. We don't need a pill uh, to be able to heal depression, a pill to be able to heal anxiety. If you stop and you think about it, um, and one of the discoveries that Norman Cousins was making is that a lot of those pills that we take, that people take for depression, for anxiety, yes, you may believe, you know what, this pill is helping me, but you're believing in that pill to help you. 
Think about that. You're believing that that pill that was prescribed to you is what's healing you. You believe that that pill is what's making you a strong-minded person. You believe that that pill is what's going to cure you from anxiety, depression, stress, worry, fear. You're believing in a pill. Now imagine if you took that very same energy that you put that belief system in that pill in that prescription that was given to you, imagine if you put that same belief system in God. Imagine how limitless your abilities would be when you start to put your faith system in God. You believe in him, not in a magical pill that your doctor said, okay, this pill is what's going to cure depression. If you open up the Bible, scripture after scripture after scripture is words of encouragement that cure depression. Scripture after scripture after scripture are words that give you hope. Scripture after scripture, it gives you strength. It, it teaches you that you were fearful fearfully and wonderfully made. It teaches you to be strong and courageous. It teaches you to go above and beyond. It God's word reminds you that even in your worst times when you're you're like dead into that slimy pit and you feel like there's just no way out, believing in God, believing in what God could do for you, you see that there is a way out because why it says that God pulled me out and set me on a rock. And in the Bible, it says how God takes us from glory to glory. Why? Because we believe God's going to take us to higher ground. The second thing I want to talk to you about is the will. We have to have the will to live life. Norman Cousins had the will to live life. He had the will to go outside of what medicine said. I'm not saying don't listen to doctors. I'm not, I'm not discounting doctors. We need doctors. Doctors are great. Doctors are wonderful. They help us. They help us in, in those moments where, where we can't do it ourselves. We, we go to doctors to take care of us. But we also have to do our part. When we say you need the will to live life, you, you need a will. Like, in other words, faith without works is what? Dead, right? So if we don't have the will to do something, if we don't go out and do our part, how can we expect God to fix everything in our lives? How can we sit there and just expect God to do everything for us? Let me give you a good example. If one of my kids is in trouble, okay? If one of my kids gets in trouble, he can't expect me to always be the one that fixes that problem for him. You see, he has to be the, he has to have the will to fix it himself. He has to have the will to change the circumstance around. He has to have the will to go out there and do something with his life. If, uh, for instance, uh, my oldest son, uh, he had this desire, him and his wife, that they wanted to go buy a house. He had the will to go out there, do whatever it took to go buy a house. Him and his wife work and, and they, they do everything that they have to do to be able to line everything so that they could go buy a house. He didn't sit there and depend on anybody else. He didn't sit there and wait for somebody else to take care of it for him. He had the will to go and do what he needed to do. And that's what he did. And when I look at that, I think like, wow, you know, uh, we should all teach our children to have that will to go out there and strive for success, strive for more, strive uh, to, to be closer to God so that they can understand how important their faith is that helps them in aligning everything else in their lives. You have to have the will to succeed. You can't expect to be successful in life if you don't do the work. 
If you don't sit there and put your mindset in the work that it's going to take, you have to have the will to be able to succeed. You have to have the will to go after your goals, your visions, and your dreams. You see, you have to be willing to do your part and not wait for somebody else to do it for you and expect a, a great result. So the third thing is you have to be expected. Speak it, profess it, declare it, declare uh, over your life. Those visions, those goals, those dreams that you have, you have to speak it into existence so that you can have it manifested. You have to believe in it that much. That's how powerful your mind is. That if you create and maintain a powerful state of mind where you are expectant with your mind, you are expectant that you're going to actually succeed in whatever you're going after. Let's say you're trying to start a new business. You want to open up a restaurant and your heart's greatest desire, your will is telling you that you want to open up this restaurant, that you can do it. You've already envisioned what the restaurant looks like. You've already envisioned what that menu looks like. You've already seen it. Now you're going to declare it. Now you're going to speak it. Now you're going to speak it forth. And you're going to say, you know what, man, I see it already. The restaurant, this is going to be the name. These are going to be the hours. I mean, that's how much you have to be willing to want it, that you're going to expect it and speak it into existence. You're going to declare over it. You're going to declare it as though it's already been done. How many times have we heard and we read in the Bible that we come to God with a thankful heart, grateful heart, even before we see the results of what we're asking for? I've been there. I've been in that situation that like Hebrews 11 once said, it says, and an assurance about what we do not see. You see, we have to speak it into existence, even though we do not see it. Why? Because we have this assurance from God. I remember when, when I was sitting there and I was praying to God about a change in, in my career. And I remember that I stopped praying and asking for that change. And instead I started thanking him for the change. Even though the change was nowhere near in sight, even though my circumstance had not changed at that moment, I spoke it into existence. And guess what? Three months down the road, it happened. And a year and a half later, look at where I am today. So when I sit there and I look at that, I think like, wow, imagine had I had a different mindset. Imagine if I had a negative mindset. If I didn't stay focused in what the power of God is and I didn't stay focused in the limitless capabilities that he has gifted to each and every one of us. The thing is, we have to believe in it. We have to have the will to chase it and we have to speak it into existence. The fourth thing is you have to nourish. You have to feed your mind with positivity. You have to feed your mind. Remember how I told you that I'm in a season right now where I've just been reading, reading, reading book after book after book. Now, keep in mind, you know, I'm always reading, I'm always writing, I'm always creating something new. And and sometimes when I'm reading things, not everything soaks in. I have like a million things that go on in my mind. And, and my son always tells me, mom, maybe the reason you get headaches is because, you know, you're not letting your mind rest. And, and he could very well be right, maybe because I'm not letting my mind rest. But right now, I've just been like like an infant, just soaking it all up, like a child, just soaking it all up. And and some of it is sticking with me, and some of it is kind of like going in and out, and, it, and it's normal, right? But a lot of times when I'm reading and, and when I'm studying things, when I'm looking up new stuff, 
I'm nourishing, I'm feeding my mind with the positive things, with the things that are going to help me advance to a whole different level. You see, that's what you have to do. That's what education does. It helps us to advance to a whole new different level. But sometimes that education, maybe you're not in school, maybe you're not in college. Uh, that education, you could get it through reading somebody else's testimony, through reading somebody else's book, through sitting there and listening to uh to speakers that motivational speakers, inspirational speakers, uh, pastors, listening to ministers speak and profess these words. When you sit there and you fill yourself up with all this goodness, guess what you're doing? Guess what you're doing? You're, you're sitting there and you're leaving little room for all the negative stuff. And that's what you want to do. You know, I was telling you earlier how it's what we believe in, right? What our mind believes in. If we could sit there and nourish our body with all the good words from God, if we could sit there and nourish our mind and our spirits with what the word says, we sit there and nourish ourselves with all these inspirational, motivational messages that we hear out there, uh, the messages from pastors and ministers. Uh, when we sit there and nourish ourselves with all that goodness and we're suffering from anxiety, we're suffering from depression, guess what? When you sit there and you focus on the good, you're leaving little room for that depression to, to rest in. Think about that for a minute. When you're filling yourself with good stuff, you're leaving little room for those thoughts that are negative, those thoughts that are discouraging, those thoughts that are ripping you apart from the inside. Those thoughts that are telling you that you're not good enough, that you're unqualified, that you're never going to make it in life, that your marriage is never going to work out, that your child is never going to break that addiction, that your husband's never going to break that addiction, or that your, your wife is never going to change. You're sitting there and you're creating a limit on your life. And the truth is, and, and the truth is, is that when we create that limit in our lives, we're allowing ourselves to be robbed from the goodness that God has given to us. But when we maintain a powerful state of mind, we maintain the ability. Think about this. We maintain the ability to live a more productive life, a happier life. When I look at what Norman Cousins did, Norman Cousins realized how important laughter, joy, hope, faith, how important all these elements are to our mind, to our spirits, to our bodies. Just the same way, if we nourish our bodies with the wrong foods, think about this. If you go out there and you're constantly eating McDonald's, uh, you're constantly eating Burger King, you're constantly eating out, and you're wondering why you feel sluggish, that's why. Because you're feeding your body with the wrong foods. You're feeding your body with the wrong nourishment. But when you go out there and you eat a healthier meal, you eat leaner meats, you eat more proteins, you're eating more vegetables, you're going to notice a shift in your body. Recently, I had just come off of a fast and the one thing that I was craving, I couldn't understand it because I don't really eat this, was a Shipley's Donut. Well, I ate two one morning and something happened to my body because I had not been eating sugar except for in my coffee and in my tea. I had not had any other sugar whatsoever, no candies, no pastries, and I'm a big pastry eater. Well, what happened was when I put sugar in my body, when I started to put the bad things in my body, breads in my body, my body reacted in a negative way. 
Sometimes that happens whenever we're in, uh, going through a new eating regimen and we're trying to, uh, you know, start our New Year's resolution. And we start eating right and we start saying, you know what? I'm going to eat better. I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to take care of my body. We start to think like that. What happens is we're feeding ourselves with proteins, right? We're feeding ourselves with vegetables. We're sitting there and we're getting rid of breads and we're, we're eliminating the total amount of carbs that we're putting in. We're putting less and less in. We're eating less of the pastries and the sweets. So our body acclimates to that. Our body gets accustomed to that. Our body starts to feel stronger and healthier. Then we go and we put the wrong thing in our body. We go eat a couple of donuts. And what happens? We start to feel sluggish. We start to feel tired. Something starts, like a negative thing starts happening in our body. Maybe we start to feel sick. I personally had started to feel nauseated and lightheaded. And I couldn't understand that. Like what was going on? What happened? I was perfectly fine right before I started eating this donut. Well, the same thing applies in your mind. When you put the wrong things in your mind expect that you're going to have negative results. There's just no way around it. If you put negative in your mind, if you sit there and you're just thinking, oh, hum, poor me, I'm never going to amount to anything. I'm never going to succeed in life. Well, guess what? I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you're probably not going to succeed in life if you walk around with the attitude that you're not going to succeed in life. Because basically what you're putting on yourself is every limit that you can imagine. You've already limited your mindset and you've said, this is all I can get. This is as far as I'll ever get in my life. But when you walk around with a positive mindset, you walk around with that mind that you've nourished, that you've, you've, you've made it very healthy by giving it the right, the right thoughts, the right motivation, the right encouragement, the right words. You're sitting there and you're telling yourself, you know what? I could do all things. And the scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who, who strengthens me. You see, through God's word, you get hope. Through God's word, you get confidence. Through God's word, you get assurance. Through God's word, you, you end up with that will to want to live a better life. You end up with that will to want to chase those dreams and succeed in life. So I encourage you. Go out this week. Go out this week with a mindset that says, you know what? I'm going to maintain a powerful state of mind by applying these four principles in my life. I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe. I'm going to have faith and hope. Two, I'm going to have the will, the desire uh, to, to achieve in life. I'm going to be expectant. I'm going to speak it, profess it, declare it. And number four, I'm going to nourish it. I'm going to feed my mind with the positive things and watch how the shift is going to take place in your life. I love you guys. I wish you a blessed week and go out there and, and do something powerful and mighty this week. I love you guys. Have a blessed one. Bye.